Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2019 is brought to you by our Indiegogo producers, Richard Kreutz-Landry, Robert Anderson, The Drinking and Screaming Podcast, The Ostium Network, Damian Sidlow, Max Kasparek, Aaron Keon, Kyle Decker, Rocky Lee, Ryan Bolter, and Neon Green Tiger. A very special thank you to all of our Indiegogo supporters and to the IPM organizational team. And now, on to the episode. Hi everyone, I'm Russ of Prison Pouts. For this very special IPM one-shot, we are playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. I will be the GM, and my players today are Corinne of Magic Folk, Anthony of Adventure Inc., Aram of God's Fall and Rise of the Demigods, and finally Liam of the review blog Liam's Lovely Listens. My name is Gibetto Funkin, one shoe stumble, knackle timber shivers, at your service. I'm looking for some friends of mine. The many pennies? The many pennies. Them. I know we've been really busy, but I think that all we need to do is just tackle the next thing on this 24 item to do list and we'll be fine. Someone bring me some food. Also, my flask is empty. I need a refill. Nobody panic. I may have lost several scorpions. I said nobody panic. Check out this new skin patch on my cloak, guys. Guys? You know. I might be looking for someone else. I don't blame you. Adventure Incorporated, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play adventure podcast. New episodes every Monday. Find us at AdventureIncPod.com. Hey, my name is Aram, and I am the DM and producer of two Dungeons & Dragons podcasts, God's Fall and the 105 year before God's Fall a spinoff, Rise of the Demigods. You can find out more about both shows by following me on Twitter, at Vartian. That's at V-A-R-T-I-A-N. Hi. I'm Russ, and I'm the Dungeon Master for Prison Pals. We are a family-friendly Dungeons & Dragons podcast that features an all-LGBTQ cast. Our story follows a group of unlikely adventurers in a world filled with diversity and inclusivity. Episodes release bi-weekly wherever you find your podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at Prison Pals, for more information. So, Kiss, with a nat 20, you notice that you're in a podcast called Magic Folk. Ah, who are you? Who are you talking to? Are you okay? Hey, don't mess with us. I'm Kiss the Shark Killer, God Slayer. Yeah, we know. And Syndra could turn into a lion again and maul you. That was self-defense. And Burnin kissed a dude so good that it tore a hole in reality. That's really personal. Who cares? If you want a butt whooping, come to at Magic Folk Pod on Twitter and Instagram. What are those? Slide into my DMs. <laughs> yeah. When you're all called to stand in front of the leader of Vosum, Rani Sina the Young stood before you. You thought maybe she had an issue with some sort of monster or bandits or something, but what you weren't expecting was for her to tell you to break in to Rehabilitation Facility 1 
the strongest security prison in the entire nation of Vosum, meant to rehabilitate prisoners and make them a part of society again, to teach them new skills. A lot of security, a lot of forces there. And especially what you weren't expecting was for her to tell you that she wanted you to break out her father's alleged assassin, the man responsible for her father's death, Brakor, the dragonborn. But you accepted this job, being part of Tiger's Claw, a hero's guild within Vosum, and now you all stand at the gate to Rehabilitation Facility 1. You have been given false identities, and you also have a map of the facility and a chime of opening with a single charge. Your cover story is that you were entering this place as a group of inspectors sent by the government to make sure that the facility is up to standards. So, we'll go one by one. I'd like you to introduce yourself, your character, what you look like, and the pronouns that you use. Let's start off with Corinne. Hi, my name is Corinne. I use pronouns she, her. I am playing Rochelle, who is a deep gnome rogue. She uses she, her pronouns, and she's just a short little little deep gnome rogue. Uh, pretty standard looking, especially if we're going into the prison to inspect. Uh, definitely not like decked out in adventure gear, uh, but a, a trick or two up her sleeve. All right, up next, Liam. Uh, hi, I'm Liam. I use he, him pronouns. Um, I will be playing uh, Tayinta, a merfolk rogue, bard rogue, that is to say. Uh, also he, him pronouns. And yeah. All right. Up next, let's have Anthony go. Hi, I'm Anthony. I use uh, he, him. I am playing Eladar, who is a 600-year-old elf who was once a soldier, now uh, injuries kept him out of uh, war long term, but now he's doing adventuring work. Not a huge fan of it, I don't think, in general. <laughs> he does it anyway. All right, and then Aram, playing his fourth character on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Aram. My pronouns are he, him, and tonight I am playing Ant, who is a smallish, dark orange goblin with a little tuft of flame red hair Ant also uses he him uh pronouns and Ant is currently dressed as a short-ish human with like a coat on and you know in like a bad wig and their hands folded in and big old boots on stilts all right <laughs> sorry it's I just okay to get over that image for a second <laughs> also goes by the name kevin okay so the four of you are standing at the gates, and you have been let in by Guard Zubzab of the facility. He is the head of the guard. Um, he is a half-orc male, uses he-him pronouns, and he's very lithe, very thin and slender. But he has a very long stick on his back, and he doesn't seem to wear any armor and as you all enter through the gate and meet guard Zubzab, he says, All right, now who are all of you? Uh, the name's Harley, Harley uh, Vingus, and uh, I'm the leader here of this group of maintenance people. Yeah, we're here to inspect. Uh, 
we're just making everything sure everything's up to code. Absolutely. Look at things with my human eyes. Mm-hmm. And my gnome eyes. We have all sorts of eyes, just in case. All sorts of eyes. It's great for inspecting things. Yep. Merfolk eyes. They can see underwater. Exactly. Also, they can see water. <laughs> so I'm going to need... I'm going to make... Because the person who told the biggest lie was Aram. No. I'm going to make... Kevin slash Ant roll deception, but you can have advantage since the other two were helping you out. That is fortunate. <laughs> Total is going to be 17, 13, sorry, uh, 16, 13 plus 3. Cool. Okay. Guard Zubzab looks at you, nods slowly, mm. says, all right, I don't want any fuzz... I don't want any funny business, not fuzzy business. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you into the facility. I'll get the warden. He'll take you on your tour and make sure that you have everything up to code. Looking forward to it. But I will keep my eyes on all of you. There's no need. There's no need. My featureless pale skin doesn't have a single amount of fuzz. For I am human. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not fuzzy either. I'm a little fuzzy. <laughs> this is going to be the entire episode. <laughs> El- Eladar has like a, cri- a cropped uh, gray beard uh, and pretty long gray hair. And he's he's not he's not rising to the fuzzy bait. So the guard leads you in, and you are all met by a small halfling male. Uh, he's wearing a gaudy outfit that just seems to be a one-piece. Uh, you might call it a romp-him in this universe. Um, and he looks at you all and he says, Well, 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 welcome to Rehabilitation Facility 1! This was the warden? This is the warden. You're fun. I am Warden Neffy! Hi! Hi, I hear that you're all inspectors here to inspect our lovely facility. Can't wait. All right, so let's start the tour. Where would you like to go first? Listen, we are looking to inspect the jails, especially how they connect to the outside and how you run your drills. These are important things. We need times and we need locations. Is that right, boss? Is that right? Yeah, Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Oh, well, I do have that information in my office, but would you like to take a tour first? There's a lot of places in this facility that we have to help rehabilitate our members here. And we don't like to use the word term prisoners. We like to use members or guests. Okay, I'm into it if it's holistic. Uh, can I ask, is the romp him a, is your outfit there standard issue? Uh, this is more a personal effect that I like to wear. I'm I into feel that it. it reflects my bright personality oh yeah it absolutely does uh, based off the map we know roughly where we're do we know roughly where we're trying to get to where they would be keeping him so what you've heard is that Brakor is being kept in solitary in the basement from looking at the map that you received you can tell that there are Two main entrances to the basement that you can see of. There's one in a, like, official basement entry area 
which seems to have a lot of guards from what you can see on the map. Um, and there is a second within the head guard's room, who would be Officer Zupzab. Is he still keeping an eye on us? As far as you can tell, he stayed outside. That's in his private room or his office? It's in his office. And Warden Nephi looks at you all and says, Well, before we go on the tour, I'm going to need you all to do something for me. And he holds out a uh, like a sack and he says, I need you to put all your weaponry in here. Oh, all right. And I just reach into my pockets, pull out nothing and drop them <laughs> into the sack. All right. So Eladar keeps a uh, uh, he, he uses a sword and a hand crossbow. Um, the hand crossbow, I think he probably has tucked away. He's going to try to keep that hidden from the warden, but he is going to put his uh, long sword into the bag. Yeah, I think that Rochelle is going to go ahead and put her short sword as well as her short bow away because I don't think she has anywhere anywhere to conceal them. So, And I think that she's going to say, come on, boys, pony up. This sword is probably older than everyone in this building, so if we could treat it with a little bit of respect, I would appreciate that. He looks at you and says, of course, of course. All I've got are my knives. Yes, please drop those in here. Those would be considered weapons. Really? I mean, you know, they're not that big. What do they look like? Are they just, like, utensil knives? Or like? <laughs> oh, no. The, uh, they're, you know, curved, sharp. Uh, they're obsidian, honed to a razor's edge. But, you know, uh, I prefer to think of them more as implements. He looks at that and says, That's great, but unfortunately those would be considered weapons. And you can see his smile falters for a second. Next thing you tell me, you're going to tell me is I can't keep my castanets either. Oh no, you can keep those. We think those are lovely. We do have a dance class here if you would like to attend sometime. Oh, I would love to. Mind you, it is like dark night. It is like 10 p.m. or later right now. You can just attend a class in prison. That's that's amazing. <laughs> um, And then he like closes the sack. And he like gently play like gently holds it behind him, and you see guard Zupzab come up from behind him and pick it up, and he looks at you all and says, "All right, now I'm gonna need to pat you all down. Hmm. I need everyone who hit uh -oh. a weapon to roll me sleight of hand. <laughs> Good luck, y'all. Aram, you're gonna Aram, you're gonna have disadvantage on this because you're on stilts. Yeah, I had a feeling." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, I'm not. You're, I'm not hiding a weapon, but I am hiding, you know, me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sleight of hand. Oh, that's gonna be a problem. Can Can I try and assist Ant in some way? Like, uh, yes, but you'd have to explain to me what you're doing and how you're assisting. Maybe I try and pickpocket Ant, uh, seeing that he's on stilts. Like, wh what are you hiding away, Ant? Me. Stilts. <laughs> <laughs> Physically me. That's the problem. And I rolled a seven. I, I got a 21. Okay. 21. Aram? I got a seven. A seven? Okay. <laughs> Can I try and move my tail where he's patting? So, like, there's something there instead of it just being wooden legs. Uh, We'll come back to that. <laughs> We're... Oh, wait, I'm a goblin. I don't have a tail. I'm sorry. Rochelle and Tinta, 
Did you hide anything, or did you give up your all your stuff? I give up. Uh, I give up my knives, and okay. those are all. Any my Any other weapons. weapons for either of you? Okay. So he pats down Eladar and doesn't find anything. Tell me how you're avoiding this. So I think uh, the hand crossbow is tucked up, uh, un- like near the armpit, and so while he's patting me down this way, I it slid behind, and then when he goes to pat down my back, it just. <laughs> shifts forward slides back to the front yeah yeah okay cool so and you are the last person he approaches to pat down and he's patting you down and he hits you like not like violently but he taps you on the back right and you lose your balance and you fall face first onto the ground okay all right all right, all right. he hasn't discovered that you're not a human yet but you need to figure out how to get up when you're on stilts. Okay, so I'm just going to like flip over out of my back with my legs crossed over, kind of like, <laughs> you know, posing and like, wow, good, you are thorough. We will give you good points for this. Roll me in acrobatics to see how well you do. Actually, you know what? I just put forward my hand as if I expect to be helped up. All right. Yeah. Um, roll me charisma then. Okay. Because I want to see how you're approaching the situation oh i really should took the other roll <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay i rolled a 19 plus zero with a 19 he picks you up and him and warden Neffy don't seem to notice that you're actually a goblin on stilts <laughs> excellent and with that guard Zubzab walks down a different hallway and you are all led forward further into this place I just want to say, Rochelle is sweating head to toe, just like pouring sweat out of everywhere as this happens. <clears throat> You're like your own slip and slide Absolutely. Extremely nervous. I've lost both the shoes that were on the ends of the wooden uh, stilts, and I was just like clomp, 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 clomp as I'm walking around. Can I try and recover them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll say that you just like run up, you grab them and like quickly slide them underneath his stilts. As he's walking. Thank you. No problem. We're going to start going through the tour. If at any point we enter a room and you want to do something or you want to mess around with something, just let me know. I assume this is you and not the tour guide. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Let me as Russ know, not me as a Nephi know. <laughs> We're going to be going through the place. Uh, like I said, if at any point you want to stop the situation, try and do something stealthy, just tell me. You don't know exactly what the security protocol is for solitary, so that would be something to look into. You also don't know the best way out, just as a suggestion. Those would be two things you would really want to know before you start trying to heist a man out of this place. Everyone good? Yes. Any questions? Okay. So, Warden Nephi is very proudly just talking about the history of this facility and why it exists, and how it's meant to rehabilitate prisoners and give them purpose on the outside of these walls and teach them good behaviors and good habits and other things. And the first room that he leads to you to seems to be in the center of this prison, um, or this rehabilitation facility. And he opens the door... And you see eight people standing in a 
semicircle facing away from you, looking into different colored crystals back and forth. Is this part of your, uh, rehabilitation program then? Oh no, this is actually part of our security protocol. You see, each of these different crystals is actually a glowing crystal. One of those special things that allow you to cause magic to last permanently. So you see, each of these crystals connects to another one that has clairvoyance cast on it. So it allows us to keep eyes on the entire facility from all over the place. These, um, these folks in here are the ones who are the beneficiary of the clairvoyance. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They just pick a crystal and stare into it for a while, and then, ta-da, they can see what's on the other side. Um, but they can stop, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We have several shifts of people who come in, and they all get breaks, of course. We aren't breaking any labor policies here. Everyone has their mandated breaks. I, it's 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 important for us to make sure we test this equipment out to uh, ensure that uh, it's per- properly functioning as part of the inspection. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Who of you is the most magically attuned? That would not be me. I think that would be me. Hmm. Are you not sure? Don't most inspectors have a magical designate? Uh, some of us have, uh, it's been a point of contention in our group about who truly is the most magically adept, but I think we've all decided that it's, uh, uh, gonna be Dancer. All of us except me. I am delightful, and I consider that magical, so this is not real. this is kind of a contested agreement. Oh, I happen to think I'm a little more delightful than you, Aunt Kevin. But your but your desire to what up me all the uh, time just you know it just it just doesn't work takes you down a peg or two. Tienta, you're gonna need to roll me a deception check because <laughs> you messed up the name for a second. All right, that is a seventeen. Nice. With the seventeen, he just like he looks at you for a second and a little confused, and then he just shrugs. And he says, "Well, dancer, what you're gonna do, um, Bartholomew, could you um move over, please?" Thanks. Uh, and you see this half-elf just, like, take a step back away from these crystals. Um, and you can see that he has four in front of him, so it seems like each person has about four crystals to watch over, but they can only pay to one, attention to one at a time. And so you can go up to the system. Uh, there are four crystals in front of you. One of them is blue, one is green, one is red, and one is pink. Which one would you like to look at? I think I'd look like to look at the pink one. Okay. So you look into the pink one, and it takes a moment for your eyes to adjust. And then suddenly you're seeing into a room where the only thing in this entire room is a trapdoor. And you can see in the four corners of this square room, there are other pink crystals. And there's also a single hallway leading out of this room. Uh-huh. Hmm... So I'm going to step back uh, and say, this one looks to be in good working order. Uh, may I inspect the next one? Would you like to look at the next person's or just the next crystal in your set? Uh, the next crystal, if you please. So you have blue, red, and green left. I think I'm going to go to uh, the red one. You look into the red one and you find yourself looking into what seems to be a cafeteria of some sort. Uh, there's a lot of long tables. There's some sort of kitchen in the background that you can't really see too defined. Um, and you can see that there's double doors leading out of this room. 
Hmm. And so it's a cafeteria. Is anyone in it right now? No, it is very late. So most likely the prisoners are currently in lights out. This one looks to be in good working order. Two out of four. Not bad. Blue. Blue, please. Looking into blue, you see yourself or you see into a massive library with enormous shelves of books. Roll me a perception check on this one. Okay. All right. And that is a eight. With an eight, you think you can see something in the distance, but it's just too far away. There's something strange about these bookshelves on, like, the far wall. But you just can't tell exactly what it is. All right. Uh, three out of four. Let's see if you can stick the landing. All right. So on to the green crystal. You look through the green crystal, and what you see is a beautiful garden. You see this large cherry blossom tree in the center with these beautiful paths and a fountain in the distance that's shooting water quietly. I don't know how to describe water sounds. Um, But yeah, you see this nice little garden area. Uh, So I'm going to step back, um, thank Nephi, and if I might have a moment to confer alone with my associates. Of course, of course. Um, And he, like takes a step back, and he has Bartholomew go back to his crystal. And Nephi, like, goes over to the corner and, like, puts his fingers in his ears and goes, la 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 la. One thing I will tell you, just because you've looked at all these crystals so you would have noticed this, the only area that seemed to have multiple crystals in the same place was the pink one. All the other ones only seemed to have the one. Okay. At least from where you could see. Like, you're in a stationary point, so at least from where you can see. He's, like, actually... Is he actually, like, not listening? You can roll me insight. Okay. That is a 14. Okay. With a 14... Yeah, he's not listening. All right. Uh, I think he's suitably distracted himself. How's Bartholomew looking? Bartholomew's back to work. Okay. So he's not paying attention either? Mm-mm. All right. Um... Out with it, kid. What'd you see? Um, so, uh, the first one, uh, was, the pink one was a little strange. Four crystals in the same room, but they only seemed to be looking at that trap door. One of them, I believe it was the red one, uh, looked into the cafeteria. Didn't look like there was anyone in there. Uh, if we get hungry, we can stop by there. The, I believe the, it was the blue one that looked into the library. There was something weird about it, but I can't put my flipper on it. And the fourth one, the green one, looks into the gardens, and those look lovely. Uh, I wouldn't mind putting on a performance there at some point, assuming, you know... Uh, All right, all right, all right. Sounds like the the best place for us to start looking around is this trap door, right? I mean, a lot of people looking at the trap door. Yes, it seems to be the most heavily secured. I think we'd need to somehow obscure those crystals if we wanted to make any headway on our own. But you said that there's something interesting going on in the library and we're inspectors, so maybe we should inspect the library. Oh, um... And I'm, like, nervously looking over at Nephi. Um, well, you know, uh, I think we should make our visit as swift as possible, personally. And I don't see what what could be so interesting about the library. It's just books in there. Well, 
Just in case, though, if you want to be fast, we can split up and each take one of the four sections nope, individually. Nope that, nope, that sounds like a terrible idea. I don't think we... No. No. I'm not... Hard disagree. Every time we're all like, we have to stay together. And I'm like, no, let's completely split up and do four separate complete adventures. And I think it's the best way to solve it. <laughs> and, and I've told you this many times. So it's- hold on. Hold on. As your dungeon master and the fact that this needs to be under two hours, no. I'm straight up saying no to that. Because this needs to be under two hours to go to IPM. That- that voice, that voice that I occasionally hear in my head that tells me to do good things, I'm hearing it, and I'm thinking, you're right. We probably shouldn't split up. And I've told you this so many times. It's just, it's never a good idea. I feel like this would be a poor uh, idea in this instance. But that's just me. That's just me. You tell me it's a poor idea in every instance, but fine, fine, I trust you. Oh, thank you. I trust you, too. Thank you. I need everyone to roll me a perception check real quick. Oh, I'm good at those. (laughs) That's another 14. Seven plus five is 12. My perception. Oh, I'm not as good as I thought I was. That's fine. 23. And Rochelle? 16. Okay. Uh, Everyone except for Kevin or Ant, you notice suddenly in the room, standing in like the far corner is guard Zubzab, who never entered through the door that you have all entered from. And he's just kind of looking at you from a distance. Hey, that's pretty interesting. Maybe that needs some inspection. Uh, how do you think he did that? I don't know. When I walk over, I poke him. <laughs> Are you real? You know what? I want you to roll me dexterity for that. And see if you can hit him. Well, that's pretty good for me. So just if I was hitting something. Okay. That's going to be a 14 plus 8 is 22. Okay, he rolled a 25. As you go to poke him, he slaps your hand away. Noctin says, don't touch me, please. Ah, you're real. That's all I needed to know. It's a fancy trick you got there, uh, uh, Zubzab. As you know, by regulation, we have to check all passageways, hidden or otherwise, that might allow for egress between rooms. So uh, how'd how'd you pull that one off? I walked here. Mm-hmm. There are no secret passages here. Is he lying? You can roll me insight. Oh, I'm I'm inciting that hard. That's a twelve. No, no. Seventeen. Eighteen plus two is twenty. Rochelle, I got a three. So everyone below a fifteen, which I believe is Tienta and Rochelle, you're not sure if he's telling the truth, but there's something about the way that he's just looking at you that kind of puts you off a bit. Just like he might know more than he's saying. Uh, For Ant and Eladar, you know that he's telling the truth. He's plainly and clearly telling you the truth that there are no secret passages that he took. Are you aware of any are you aware of any secret passages that uh, in other parts of uh, the rehabilitation center? As far as I remember and I know there are no secret passages in this entire building. Good. It, they're a bad choice for a place like this. Obviously. Right. Well, how would you get out? Oh, wait, right. Yes. No, very bad choice. Terrible choice. Should not break out. Leans in and just stares at you. Now, like, Tienta is sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> we just have a really sweaty party. <laughs> Real sweaty moments, people. 
Anyway, about time we start inspecting those rooms, eh? Yeah, before my legs seize up, let's get out of here. Neffy, we're done. Oh, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. The next place we're going is really wonderful. We have a special professor here who teaches the guests in our facility to help them learn more about the world and learn more about what they can do here. Um, she's actually in the library, so we'll be heading there next. Like, we're walking a few steps behind our little, you know, our little guide as we're walking. And I and um, Ant just kind of turns to the others and does some Thieves Can't, because I'm pretty sure we can all Thieves Can't, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all first level. So we're <laughs> heading towards the library. That'll be a lovely transition <laughs> Yeah, did you, what was your Thieves Can't thing? <laughs> oh, it was just like, like, I literally went, can you all Thieves Can't? <laughs> that's that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, and Rochelle Thieves Can't's back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Good idea. It's just a thumbs up. <laughs> Eleanor doesn't respond back. He just shakes his head. <laughs> and, so, and so I would turn to the others. He can't Thieves Can't. I don't know what we're going to do. Eladar just hangs his head in his hands. So, you guys are heading to the library. Getting there, you can see that this is a enormous area of this facility. It's filled with a second... There's two levels. There's hundreds upon hundreds of books here. Um, and you can see a woman uh, sitting at the front desk. Um, and she's writing in a notebook of some sort. And she says... Actually, she doesn't even notice you all come in. She's just writing in a notebook. I'm going to Thieves' Cant to Dancer. Hey, Dancer, is that the weird thing you saw? Same area? I I mean, I saw something. I guess that must be it. Roll me a intelligence check. We'll see how well you remember. Nat 20. Nice. Nat 20. Okay. So with your Nat 20... You know that the weird thing is on the opposite side of the first floor. Um, It's like at the far wall from the entrance, from what you can tell from walking into this place and just looking at how it's laid out. Uh, you know, now that I think more about it, no, I don't think so. Um, Whatever it was, was definitely weirder. No, no offense to... Sorry, uh, I didn't get your name. And I'm talking to the lady at the front, I guess. She is a gnome with bright purple hair and very, like, business casual clothing. Um, But she's just looking at her book. She's not paying attention at all. And Warden Nephi looks at you all and says, Wait, wait a minute. I, I'm going to need to get her attention. And he sprints up to her desk and just jumps into the air. And lands on the desk on all fours and goes, Professor Moore! And she screams. The book goes flying, her pen goes flying, everything goes up in the air, and she's falling backwards in her chair and lands on the ground. <clears throat> while this is while this is happening, Eladar is going to lean into uh, Tainta uh, and say, uh, All right, child, in, in Thieves' Cant, All right, child, where'd you see the thing? I'll go and take a look. Uh, far side, far side of of the of the library on the first floor. Um, I'm not sure we should like take a look at it alone, though. It kind of put me off personally, but that's just me. 
what do the rest of you think? I don't want to really do it in front of them. Maybe I can slip away and take a look, or we can all wait and try to go over there together. I could try and tiptoe down there for a little while. Either way. I, I think I'm smaller than you. Ant is already marching towards the librarian. Okay. Uh, we're going to go with Rochelle first, because I want to see how this resolves first. Rochelle, roll me a stealth with advantage, because there's a commotion happening. Thirteen. Okay, uh... Twenty-three? Okay. With a twenty-three, you deftly and nimbly start dodging behind bookcases. Since you're so small, you just stand up on one end, then run to the next one and stand behind (laughs) it, then run to the next one over and over. You're like... You see one of the book carts, and you, like, hop onto the side and, like, (laughs) skateboard with it. Over until you get to the section that was described. You notice that there is just a bookshelf. It's just like the other ones with a little bit of space between each shelf, uh, each, like, shelving unit. You're not sure what's weird about it yet, but you can roll perception, investigation, or you can justify another roll to me. Uh, I'll roll investigation. Okay. Fifteen? Okay. With a fifteen, you begin to take a closer look at this bookcase. And you can tell that when you get down low to look at it, you can see that this bookcase has wheels on it. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, secret passage noted. All right. Anything else you want to do with this? Yeah, I'm going to leave it alone for now. All right. And you head back. We're going to cut over to Ant, the librarian, and our other two lovely PCs. So you just saunter on over. Offer her hand up. Uh, you can tell that she's she's just ranting at uh, Warden Nephi, but she takes your hand easily, pulls herself up. Mind you, she's much smaller than you are right. in your human form, I right. say with air quotes. Right. Um, and she looks at you and says, Oh, well, thank you. At least there's one gentleman in this entire place. Oh, it is my pleasure. However, I should remind you that we're in a library and you can't have outbursts like that. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, talk, take note of both of these interactions. Nephi, have you thought about exploring other alternative methods of uh, getting the the attention of your co-workers? Hmm. Well, I just find that this is the most fun way to get their attention. Hmm. Uh, sorry. Uh, Professor Moore, do you feel the same way? It's disruptive. It it makes me scared. Uh, but should I really be talking about this in front of my boss? Isn't there some sort of confidentiality thing supposed to happen? We are outside adjudicators. You can say whatever you want in front of us. But can't he just fire me if I say something bad? Yes, but then we can fire him. So we would both lose our jobs. Yes. And we'd we'd rehire you and give you his job. That's not... No. That's exactly... Yep, that's 100% how it works. 100%. Just take you, child. It's... This is not where we're going with... Look, um... You're right. I have avoided the important questions, and you've got to tell me this right now. What did all these books do to get in here? Professor Moore, uh, just a couple of quick questions for you, and we can be on our way. Uh, First of all, how frequently do the prisoners, or excuse me, the guests, have access to the library? Pretty often, most days. Uh, I teach classes in here. Some prisoners, some guests come in here to do some light reading. Um, 
educate themselves, get themselves studied up so that when they re-enter the world, they're in good condition. Uh, have you ever had any incidents in here, uh, violence or uh, acts of aggression that have uh, come up while in the library? I'm, I'm mostly buying time for Rochelle to figure out what <laughs> Rochelle is figuring out yeah. and come back. <laughs> yeah. And she says, there hasn't really been any acts of aggression, but there was the one time that they all started performing some sort of song together using the books and beating them against the table. I don't really know what was happening that day. Yeah, that sounds odd. Okay. It was something about a ticket for a long way around. I'm not really sure. I'm something of a musician myself. Uh, Although the art of dance is my preferred medium. Uh, tell me, is, uh, is there any other, uh, ways that they can express their, uh, their inner selves in dance? Um, yes, there's the career center, if you would like to check that area out. They have dance classes, they have painting classes, um, acting classes. Uh, there's a lot of ways for the guests to try and express themselves in more creative and productive ways i'm sure it's on the tour uh so thanks for that anything else i can help you with is there anything else you need to look at in the library check our records or anything um the last inspector checked all 3954 of our records to make sure that all the books were returned uh yeah we only have to do that every every other time so we're good uh uh okay i have one question how many of these books got knives in them? And I'll just grab a random book and shake it to see if a knife falls out. A bookmark falls out. Paper cut. I'm watching you. Put the book back on the shelf. <laughs> Is Rochelle back with uh, nearby at least? Yes, you have now noticed that Rochelle. Uh, how do you get back to the group? I want you to tell me how you get back to the group. Do you just like stealth over or are you doing something special? You did roll like a ridiculous number. I think that assuming that nobody even noticed that I'm gone, I, I'm just going to kind of walk back up. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna stealth over till I get close enough and just sort of walk up from, like, a few feet away as though I was there the entire time, just kind of meandering. Yeah, no one notices. Rochelle is there. All right. Uh, well, uh, thank you, uh, Professor Moore. Okay. So you all head out of this room. I want a thieves can't with the group, like, quietly behind the thing. It's like, what'd you find out, uh, Lass? Well, there's a secret, uh, there's a bookcase that's blocking some kind of secret tunnel, so it seems like that the the guard was lying to us. So, on the map, uh, does, what, that edge of the library, what does that connect to on the map? Um, that edge of the library, Eladar, who has the map, and Rochelle, who went over that way, can roll me intelligence checks. You've all seen the map, though, I will say that. Nine? Nine. Cool, that's a spicy number. Nineteen! Ah! Um, so with a nine, you're not really, like, you know that it, the other side is the infirmary, would be on the other side of the wall. Um, but you're not really sure why there would be a secret passageway between the infirmary <laughs> and the library. <laughs> Paper cuts? Oh, they gotta get those books real fast to the infirmary! <laughs> Eladar, you look at you remember this map that you've looked at a bunch of times, and you begin to realize that the library was a bit smaller than it says it's supposed to be on that map. That wall was a bit closer than it should have been. I think that Rochelle's gonna sort of thieves can't 
So we can either kind of be blatant about it and try and inspect, because that's our job as inspectors, or we can try and sneak back there and check it out. I'd like to check it out some more. I don't think it's a good idea to reveal it in front of them. Maybe, yeah, fair. Maybe someone else can, and I can try and keep the uh, keep the uh, inspection going. Well, they didn't seem to notice that I was gone, so but I wasn't about to break off and split the party, so... Oh, we're splitting the party now. That was my idea. That's an excellent idea. I'm going in the ducks. Bye. This is good information for us to have. It's important to know if we get jammed up and need a way out. Maybe there's a a way for us to get access through there, or maybe that's where we need to go. But I I think we should probably look into some other things before we try and uh, uh, force force this situation. Yeah, I agree. I'm not really trying to put myself in danger if I'm going in there alone and there's some sort of trap or security, you know. And we still haven't located our target yet. Let's let's make sure we uh, let's finish the tour and see if there's anything else before we start uh, poking that around on that way. But we'll keep it in mind. Okay. so the next area that you are taking to is the laundry room. You can see a bunch of sheets, a bunch of guest outfits. Um, there's no machines in here. There just seems to be, like, baskets, like the rolling baskets that everyone has tossed their stuff into. There is a metal panel on one of the walls, and there is a dumbwaiter of sorts that's in the wooden panel, like, right next to it. Where does this dumbwaiter go? Oh, well, that goes to the basement. What's in the basement? That's where the laundry's done. Right. Amongst other things. Such as? Well, that's where solitary confinement is in, too. It's also in the basement. Oh, I see. It, it is part of our regular inspection to check the laundry facilities and ensure that uh, uh, everything is going uh, according to plan down there. Oh, of course, of course. I'll be sure to take you down there. Um, we'll have to get guard Zubzab first, because he has the keys. Of course. of prison breakouts involve sheets. What? 93% of prison breakouts involve sheets. And that's why we have you here. Would you like to inspect our sheets? The last inspector that we had used a lint roller on every single one. You only have to do that every other time. So we're actually okay on that one, too. Uh but uh, we'll, you know, we'll keep an eye out. There's some, there are some key things in the laundry room we're looking for. I, I, I got, I got a question for you, Warden. Um, uh, how much, uh, how much of your process here is uh, relies on magic? Uh, I know you had the the crystals, uh, with the clairvoyance, but how much of the the rest of the place relies on on magical incantations and spells? Oh, not much of it. Uh, just the solitary confinement, the holding cells, and uh, some stuff in the career center. Um, the cafeteria and all the laundry stuff is done by hand. And in addition to the library and most of the guard buildings are used lock and keys. So most of your, uh, most of the magic that's used is an, uh, an abjuration to, to keep people from uh, getting out or uh, alarms? Or what, what are we talking? To prevent people from getting hurt. So we make sure that our guests are securely in their room, so that way they don't go wandering the facility without any sort of monitoring. Um, We also have alarms on their doors, just in case something goes wrong, because you know there's always sometimes a mishap, someone forgets a word in their incantation, or maybe someone had too many apple juices that night and slurs a word. 
So it just really depends on the day. Well, yeah, we, we will probably have to check some of these incantations, ensure they're working properly. You know, And we'll have to check out some of that apple juice, too. Inspect it, make, it oh, a, yeah. make sure it's up oh, to yeah. good working order. Of course, of course. We'll be sure to get you some apple juice. Can I ask, is there a switch or anything for the dumbwaiter? There's less of a switch and more of a pulley system on the outside of the wall in front of it. Ooh. Okay, so I, I think Rochelle's going to walk up and say, <clears throat> might as well inspect this while we're at it and lower the dumbwaiter. I run into it. <laughs> what? I run into it. Can he fit? Yeah, I'm, I'm like a goblet, right? I could fit. Do you have stilts on? Oh, right. <laughs> well, then I, you know what? I forgot and I <laughs> abandoned them mid-leap to get into the, to get into the thing. So there's a lot of things happening right now. <clears throat> I need Ant to roll me acrobatics. Okay. That's my best roll. That's my second best roll. That's going to be a 13 plus a 10, so 23. Oh, Pantheon, give me strength. So, you start lowering the dumbwaiter, and Ant sprints across the room and leaps into the dumbwaiter and lands in there, and their legs are just kind of sitting off, and they're slowly being lowered. Uh, Good job, Kevin. Durability testing. I'm into it. Ow, ow, my legs! Ow! Okay, hey, hey, <clears throat> uh, Voral, can you can you maybe uh help help Kevin out here so I can uh test the rest of the the range here on the dumbwaiter? Oh, it's not being lowered fast enough, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just like going down at a snail's pace. <laughs> like this is a slow movement downward. Eladar grabs the two stilts and tosses them into the dumbwaiter on top of the ant. <laughs> no, no, no. He still has the stilts attached to him. They're just sort of dangling off the edge oh. into his shoes. Flip them up over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still lowering him into the basement? Does Does the staff intervene? Yeah. <laughs> this is standard operating procedure. Nephi's just kind of looking at you and going, oh, but your legs are bent backward. Oh, he'll be fine. I'm I'm double-jointed. It happens frequently. Um, yeah. I need someone to roll me deception <laughs> in this case. I'll roll. Ooh, nat 20. Plus 7. 27, nice. 40, 54. Nat 20. So he looks at you and says, I've heard of double-jointed, but I never thought that I'd see someone <clears> like that. Um... It's probably going to take a while. It might just be faster to jump down the chute. Oh. All right. No, wait. <laughs> jump down the chute. Can I jump down the chute from where I am? Yeah, you can jump yeah. down the chute. Yeah. All right. I'm a, I'm a monk, so I could like, slow fall. So you <clears throat> jump. Is anyone going to try and stop this, by the uh, way? I, I would like to try. There you go. Or have we decided that this is what's I think it just... <laughs> you know what? That 27 deception roll. Don't let it go to waste. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Liam, what's your plan here? Um, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to try him, try and convince him to come back up. No, wait, shouldn't we all inspect together? You know, like, uh, inspect, like the inspectors that we are, like the inspection team. I'm not climbing in that stupid dumbwaiter. (laughs) 
and I like catch myself on the on the walls because the only thing that could have turned me around was a heartfelt speech. <laughs> Nothing else would have succeeded. Oh well, I, you know what? We are a team, and I climb my way back up and you know knock the dust off me. <gasps> okay. Warden Nephi just looks so confused and very concerned at the same time. But your inspectors, and he's just like, he's not going to question it just yet, because of 27. But maybe soon, he's going to start asking questions. Eldar licks his lips. He just says, this is a high marks on this one. You're doing real well on the on the dumbwaiter. Roll me persuasion with advantage. Oh, man. Uh, I rolled a nat 20. My persuasion is plus two. So the 22, he's like, oh, well, wait till you see our next area. Um, We have plenty of other areas to visit, but I remember you saying that you wanted to visit the basement, right? To visit the laundry facility? Yeah, let's, we, why don't we head down there and they'll figure this out. They'll join us. Oh, just us two? Well, I'm, the, the Rochelle can come. I mean, uh, Harley can come with us as well. Roll me yep. a deception yep, yep, check. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Oh, Vora, I can't believe you, you, uh... Crap, crap, crap. Used my middle name. I told you I hate that name. Uh, 15. 15. Okay, I'm gonna give him a roll on this one, because other times you guys are just, nope. (laughs) That's a three. (laughs) Great job, Nephi. Nephi's still reeling from the compliments you gave him. And he's just like, yes, of course. Oh, Harley and Varal will come with me, and what will you two do? Looking at Kevin and Dancer. You know what? I would like to come with as well. Oh, wait, I'm Kevin. (laughs) 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 I'm going to take a look at some of your vents. Hey, Dancer, don't you think you shouldn't necessarily leave Kevin alone to inspect? You know what? Being double-jointed and all. Yeah, uh, Kevin, if, can you just get out of there? Can, let's let's just all go, <laughs> like, like in a vent with my legs sticking out. All right, all right. Look, I just I, I do a couple things well, and it's venting. You know, that's what us humans do. That's what we do. Great, climb around in vents. Then, uh, I mean, you did it. It's vented. I'm like I said, hi, marks. We'll just we'll just move on. All right. Oh, are, are you sure the last inspector crawled through every single vent and made a mark on every single corner? Yeah, you only have to do that every other time. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Well, we know what we're here for. Don't you know? You don't have to tell us how to do our jobs. <laughs> I bet All you right. have really nice vents. <laughs> oh, they're cleaned at least once a month. They're beautiful. Oh. You could eat out of them. Oh, I can eat in there. There's food. Okay. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll check the vents also. Just spare the next guys, but we'll do it after. We'll, we'll you know. Let's yeah, let's wrap up there. the tour here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right. So you all are led down this long hallway lit with torches, and you eventually enter a room, a square room, with four pink crystals, one in each corner, and a trap door in the very center. Um, and as you enter this room, you can see that guard Zubzab is already standing there, waiting for you all. I would like to see, visually, with my eyes, mm-hmm. if there is a way that I can, uh, that we can 
disrupt or move the crystals that are uh, looking at this room. So with sight, roll me a perception check or investigation. I will roll investigation. 17. Okay. With a 17, you can see that each of the crystals is placed perfectly in the corner. So that if you approached one, one of the other crystals would see you. But you can see that there are areas from the hallway where one or two of the crystals might not be able to see you. And you might be able to get a shot off or do something to one of the others. If you do it simultaneously, no one will notice. Hmm. Well, yeah, like if we all pick a crystal. Okay. But we have people in here with us right now. Right. <laughs> and also remember, you have no weapons. Well, no weapons. I, have, I have one crossbow. We can't shoot four things simultaneously with one crossbow. <laughs> or can we? We need an artificer for that. <laughs> or do we? <laughs> All right. So what's... Does anyone else want to do anything? What's in the trap door? Uh, so Warden, uh, Nephi responds and says, oh, well, that leads down to the basement where there is the solitary confinement and also the laundry room, like we said we were going to go look at. Excellent. So are you saying that we jump down the trap door to get down there? No, there's a ladder. Oh, okay. And I open the, (laughs) can I open the trap door with my super strength? You run over to open to it? Yeah. Uh, you need to roll me a strength check. All right. With your belt of hill giant strength. That's, a, That's right. Good that you have a ladder because uh, that would be a huge safety hazard. Just checking. That's going to be a 19 <laughs> plus 5 is 24. <laughs> we are okay. We are rolling really high. <laughs> I know. Our dice are hot. Uh, expertise, y'all. Expertise is powerful. It is yeah. powerful. Uh, you run over and you grab the handles on this thing and you just pull upwards. And both the doors just come off their hinges. And you're just holding both parts of the trap door. And you can... Okay, this is not up to code. (laughs) No, they would come off in a single piece. Right. Because the lock doesn't break. But the hinges did. Yes. Oh, yep. I see this all the time. All the time. We're going to have to mark you down for this. You got rotten hinges. Guard Zubzab looks at this. Then looks at you, you tiny, tiny human. Easily holding the doors. Just easily holding this door, and he says, Those doors were magically locked. And you ripped them off the hinges. I think maybe it had expired a bit. Did you really check the warranty on this magic? Because it did not last. I am but a frail human. That's what we're here for. To break doors. Listen, we break it before your prisoners, I mean guests, do. Yeah. Um, when you say prisoners for a second, you hear Garden Effie go, <gasps> and then you say guess, and he says, oh. In fact, uh, you know, uh, Officer Zibzub, this is uh, uh, unimpressive and, and shoddy work compared to what I've seen from you so far. So, uh, I, you know, this is, uh, this is a, real, a real ding. Uh, Officer Zibzub gives you the most uncomfortable smile you've ever seen. <laughs> Just very toothy. And very hidden rage. Really, you should, we, you should be grateful we're here. 
without us, you we you might never have discovered this flaw in your system. All right. <laughs> you say that, and he just shoots you daggers. Hey, you get your daggers back. Yes. Warden Nephi is like, oh dear, oh dear, we don't want our guests to be scared. We don't want the staff to be scared either. And he just looks at uh, guard Zubzob, whose name I keep forgetting. I don't know if I'm getting it right all the time. We'll find out in post. <laughs> Zip zap. <laughs> and, he says, and he says, oh, well, guard, you must make sure that this is taken care of. We don't want anyone getting hurt. And you can just see the guard is just holding onto his quarterstaff tighter and tighter. And his fist is going white around this quarterstaff. And then Nephi turns around and says, Okay, down we go to the laundry room. Drop the doors. <laughs> I was gonna, Actually, can you hang back for a second? Yeah, I was going to say hold the door. Oh, oh, I get it. That's a joke. That's funny. You know, we, we should make it uh, clear to you, Warden Nephi, that... Uh, this door needs to be fixed immediately, and uh, it probably would be best if you get your best uh, your best officers working on this door right here as soon as you can. As soon as that last word is said, I drop the doors and they collapse down into the basement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you do that, and guard Zibzob looks over the edge. And then he watches, he turns around and walks into one of the corners and just disappears. <gasps> yep. Uh, all right, Warden Nephi, what's up with that? Oh, um, guard Zubzob is a shadow walker. Ghost. He's a ghost. Oh, no, no, not a ghost. The ghost is in solitary. <laughs> um, he's just merely a shadow walker. He can step between shadows. You've arrested a ghost? Oh, no, we haven't arrested the ghost. The ghost haunts the solitary door. Good oh. to know. <laughs> he's part of our security system. Oh. He calls himself the guardian of solitude. And he does this like far away look when he does when he says that. I gotta be honest, Warden Nephi, this is the first uh, uh, rehabilitation center I've uh, inspected that had a ghost as part of the security system of a locked door. How does that work uh, exactly? Oh well, you see, he protects the door, um, and in order to get past him, you need to know the security phrases, mm. and then you need the key to unlock the door. I gotta, I gotta make sure that you're uh, keeping your security phrases up to date regularly, right? You're not, um, uh, you know, how do how do you negotiate the security new security phrases with this ghost? Oh, he comes up with them every week. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's helpful. Yeah, it's good of him. And is he keeping you informed of his new security words? Oh, of course, of course. How many of them are boo? None of them, actually. I don't think there's ever been a boo as one of his security words. I know that he does give uh, security phrases to go along with them in case you need some help, because sometimes, you know, some people's memories aren't that great. And he, like, points down the shaft towards where you can see guard Zibzab picking up the the trap door. Yeah. Understandable. Is it? Are there a lot of shadows in this room? There are a few just in the corners, um, like underneath these crystals. Mm. Okay. 
when we go down the ladder, I'm going to hang back and try and do something. I don't know if this is going to be successful, okay. but I'm going to try. So you all head down the ladder. We're going to come back to you in a moment. We're going to see what Rochelle does first, because this might change things. Uh, Eladar is complaining all the way down the ladder. This is very uncomfortable valid. for him. I leap down. So valid. You just leap down? <laughs> yeah, I got slow fall. Just... <laughs> How much damage can you reduce? I can reduce. That's a good question. Should have probably looked at that before I said something. Yeah, it's it's weird. You absorb X amount of damage now. Yes. Which is strange. You're right. Uh, slow fall. You can use your reaction when you fall to reduce damage by 25. 25. Cool. Yeah. There's no way I can do 25 damage to you right now. So congratulations. You just leaped down the pit. But you know what I can do damage to? Oh. Stilts. (laughs) Why? Why is that separate? I'm mean all of a sudden. I'm joking. (laughs) Honestly, Um, I keep forgetting I'm in the the costume. (laughs) So you jump down and you land. There's a little bit of a crunch, but no one seems to notice. God, duck take that. And the rest of you head down. Rochelle, what are you doing? So, Rochelle's just hanging back and is going to pretty quickly try and scurry down the ladder, but sort of looks over her shoulders nervously. And she's going to dig in her bag really quick and pull out a candle as well as a tinderbox. And I think she's going to try and light the candle and just place it in the room and try and get rid of the shadows. I don't know if it's going to be bright enough. I will say... Roll me a d20. Actually, I'll roll the d20. You tell me high or low. High. Okay. You place a candle down towards the center around the trap door, and it lights up all the shadows in this room. You don't think that anyone from the crystals has noticed. Perfect. And... I rolled a 19, so you're good. Awesome. Um, and you head down the ladder. All four of you are down there now with Warden Nephi. Uh, you can see that um, Guard Zibzab is now gone, along with the trap door. Uh, and you can see that there are two passageways. One that leads to a heavy iron door, and one that leads to a wooden door. And uh, Warden Nephi says, well, this way everyone... And starts marching towards the wooden door. Oh, well, that leads to solitary. We only have one prisoner in there right now. Well, guest. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> guest. Wow, you really showed your hand there, Freudian slip. What's Freud? <laughs> <laughs> Just some fiction I read once. <laughs> Uh, we'd love the opportunity to, uh, interview some of the prisoners, and perhaps we should, uh, guests, my mistake, um, (laughs) and, uh, well, why not start with, um, your mo- your most- your most, perhaps, uh, close one, because it's right there. You're going to have to roll me persuasion with disadvantage in this case. Alright, that first one was a... Oh, dang it. Alright, well, hopefully this one's good too. Alright, that's an 18. 18. 
with an 18, he looks at you and says, Um, sir, maybe you're not familiar with who our prisoner is? Um, his his name is Brakor. He, he's, he, he's the one who did the thing earlier two years ago or so. Well, uh, I hardly think that, uh, precludes him from such, uh, from a personal touch from an inspector. Yeah, if anything, you want to know what, what he thinks about the prison so that you can try and facilities. figure out if he's scheming any, uh, facilities, about the facilities, so you can try and figure out if he's scheming any sort of, like, weakness in your security system or anything like that. Maybe the most important person to interview. Trust me, uh, the Guardian of Solitude makes sure that he can't get out. Regardless of whether we speak to the prisoner or not, we're definitely going to have to look at the... Excuse me, the guest or not. We're definitely going to have to look at the uh, the facilities involved uh, with Solitary. Solitary is one of the most highly regulated uh, and most important inspection areas that we can do on a bi-yearly basis. And, and this is really the big, the big thing that we're here for. Uh, yes. uh, for this inspection. Yes. Absolutely. This is the year where you get to do the solitary inspection. <laughs> Completely. It's incredibly important. It's incredibly important. <laughs> All right. Um, he looks at you and says, well, I think we should go to the laundry room first. Oh, absolutely. They're both very important. Both room. of these are on my list. So, okay. What is laundry? Yeah. I'm not surprised. That's fine. Look, we'll just go in there and look. Uh, at the laundry situation, uh, and then we'll check out the solitary while we're down here. I feel like this is we can we can get a lot of this done all at once. Okay, you will head into the laundry room, uh, the like actual washing area. Uh, you can see that there is what looks to be a small stream that comes through here. Um, there are a lot of clothes like hanging wires and everything. And you can see bed sheets and uh, outfits hanging up. Um, all the same sort of style for the guests. Uh, and there is also a basket filled with sheets underneath the metal chute, which enters downwards. And you can also see the wooden dumbwaiter on the other side where um, they would be able to put folded clothes to go upwards. I run and sprint into it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to crawl up the chute. Please. Uh, how big is the stream entrance? Uh, the stream entrance is about five feet by five feet, uh, but there is a metal gate on like either side, mm-hmm. uh, and the water just kind of goes through the gate, <clears throat> uh, through the bars, I mean. But it leads to the outdoors? Yep. You can see that it leads to light, well, not light, but darkness outside. How, how many of these uh, uh, metal grates do you have on this uh, this uh, access point? Uh, two on each side. Mm-hmm. Two for entry and two for exit. Yeah, you prefer five, but uh, four is technically within regulation, so we'll note that. Oh, well, if we had five, it would be all lopsided and the symmetry would be all off. Oh, no. We would have to go to six. Uh, you know, six is better than four. I'm just, but, but you know what? Four is fine. Four is fine. Well, you could just make a little hexagonal shape in the center and have them come out and it'd be even slices like pie no i don't know what he's talking yeah me either it's fine um (laughs) oh uh pie is really good it's a dessert thank you i i i know what pie is dancer i'm i'm 
Why? How is the pie that you serve here? And he's got like his little notebook out in his pen at the ready. Oh, well, we don't actually serve pie here because of the metal tins, but what we serve is cake. In fact, chocolate cake is some of uh, Guard Zubzab's favorite food here. Normally, if you give him a slice, he'll be out of commission for like an hour. Mm. One moment. And I turn to the others. We'll allow that. That's okay. We'll allow that. Yeah. I think chocolate cake's okay. It's whatever the whatever the guards and the warden prefer. Oh yeah, I guess it's a it, I, it's a real loss though. Are we gonna fight them on it? We're not gonna fight them on it. Just yes, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I feel like we should be putting some more marks down. I mean, I just feel like we're going a little easy on these guys because we like them, and I get that. I like them too, but they made some real mistakes so far. All right, this. Let's but, taste okay, the cake uh, and then we can decide. Okay. 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 Cake's good. Uh, Go with the cake. Yeah, everything uh, looks fine down here, Warden. Uh, wh- why don't we move on to solitary? Uh, I'm very impressed with your laundry facilities. Oh, why thank you, why thank you, why thank you. And uh, Nephi leads you over to the metal door. He opens the metal door easily, and you enter a small, about 20 by 20 stone chamber. Does he give the ghost the command phrase? Well... There is a second larger metal door Ah. on the inside. And he approaches it and he says, Oh, great guardian of solitude, please approach me. And you see a spectral outline of a face appear on the door. And it's just a dude. It's just like a a guy. (laughs) Just like a face of a guy. Like pale white. Like a sheet. And he yeah. looks and says, Yo, what's up, <laughs> Guardian of Solitude? What's up? What can I do for you, like, dudes? And the Nephi says, Oh, Guardian of Solitude, tell us the passphrases. And he says, There are, like, four passphrases. You just need to get, like, three of them right, and I can let you in. Alright? Is that cool? Uh, sure. Everyone's yeah, good. Cool. Sure. Yeah. This door is so cool. Thanks. So, like, the first passphrase is What is brown and sticky? A stick? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> the second passphrase is What's orange and sounds like a parrot? An orange parrot? Incorrect. Oh. You have two more attempts. Sorry. Like a carrot? That is correct. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. that's 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 better. Although mine was technically correct. I feel like I should be able to talk <clears throat> to a manager or something. Sorry, there's like no managers here, man. I'm the manager really. Oh. And uh how do you find that position? He just haunt the door. Like he just he just haunts the door, man. I mean, like, yeah. It's like cool here. I get to like chill in this door and like I get to test out all my passphrases with like the guy on the inside, which is cool. Right. If I make him laugh, I know I did a good how, job. Uh, how are you finding yeah. your opportunities for advancement in this position? I don't really wanna advance. I know that like I could haunt like the warden's office, but yeah. like that's kind of boring. You could like live in a gate. Imagine that. No, because then I'd have to open all the time. They just kind of flip open the slot and give the guy food, and that's it. 
All right. Well, you get more. You get more passphrases, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, of course, of course. Um, Wait, they jam food through you to to them. Uh, and you watch as like this like metal slot like <laughs> down towards where his stomach might be right. just like starts flipping open and closed really quickly. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they just kind of, like, slide food on a tray to this guy. And how do you find the food? Is it good? <laughs> I can't taste things. Uh-huh. Did, did, this, did the prisoner or the guest seem to like the cake very much, or would, would uh, he prefer pie? Um, he says that he's innocent. Oh. Is he? <laughs> yeah, fair. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm just, like, the guardian of solitude. But, like, you guys seem cool. Not you. And he looks directly at the warden, and he says, So you can call me by my real name. Eugene. Oh, nice to meet you, Eugene. My name's, uh, Harley. My name's Dancer. My name's Kevin. And, uh, and I'm Voril, and I can't wait to hear this next, uh, passphrase. Voral is like, we need to get through this. <laughs> the warden whispers quietly, I didn't know he had another name. Aww. Hey, buddy. And he says, okay, my third passphrase. What building has the most stories? Uh, like a library? Yes, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That is correct. Would you like to answer the fourth one for fun? Or would you like me to allow you to put in the key to open the door? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear yeah. it. Okay. My fourth one is what starts with the letter E and has a single letter in it? Envelope. That is correct. Good job, Harley. You did it. Wah, wah. And then you watch as the face like sinks into the door. Oh wait! And oh. You... Oh. oh, he pops back out. What? <laughs> oh, we just had some questions in general about security. We don't. We don't. It's fine. Uh, everything's oh. good. Do we not? No, I don't. Sorry, think... that was a test. Yeah, I don't think we do. Right? We're we're pretty happy with the, your the job you're doing, Eugene, is uh, exquisite. It's phenomenal. Uh, you don't have to take breaks, right? Because you're a ghost. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And we no unions. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate your effort. You're doing great. Thanks. And you watch as his face sinks back into the door. So, the ghost has now disappeared. Or at least has vanished into the door. Uh, and you all can see that there is a key slot for a key. And there is also that little flap for where uh, trays are fed through. Uh, Warden, you uh, imagine you have the key for us to, to get in access to this? Oh, no, of course not. Where is it? Right. Gone. Gone? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's not within the rehabilitation center at all? As in... You see, we have some more magical guests here. One of them cast a spell that sent the key to another place. And by another place, I mean it turned into ash. Oh, so you mean in the... All right, great. What? That's not another place. You know, no, dust took the key. I understand. It's some other state of matter, perhaps, but that's not another place. It's still in this place, just dust. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. 
So, uh, what if we had to, what if you had to, this, this is very unsafe. I mean, what if you had to put someone else in solitary? Or what if you had to remove this prisoner from solitary, or this guest, uh, guest from solitary? Do you even know if they're in there? Yeah, we do. And he flips open the slot and says, Hello, Brackor, are you there? And Brackor responds, Yes, Warden, I am here as I always am. I run and dive in the slot. (laughs) (laughs) Revealing that your true form is a gelatinous cube. (laughs) Surprise! No one saw it coming. Um... I'm going to hang back against, like, a wall, sort of back behind Nephi, and Thieves can't to the others. Uh, If you can distract him, I can get in there. All right. Question. Who has the chime of opening with a single charge? Oh, that's a good point. I'll say I have it because I have the map also. So. Okay. Um, just just want to make sure that, that everyone's aware that's in the party I was about somewhere. to mention that too, Harley, like back in Thieves' Camp. Hang on. Hang on. I got an idea. I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> All right. Always the best way to start a this player. This can only go poorly. <laughs> no, that's not true. We can do it. All right. Uh, uh, Warden, Warden Nephi, uh, as I mentioned before, Dancer is our most um, uh, magically inclined uh, a representative. So, I uh, typically when we uh, view these solitary confinements, we're able to get inside. Uh, instead, we're gonna have to do uh, quite a bit of uh, of powerful magical ritual to try and uh, fully understand the the uh, intricacies inside. It's gonna take some time. So, you know what? Why don't the four of us hang? Just stay here. Uh, you go and do the rest of your duties, um, and and we'll call for you when uh, you know when we need you. Well, I really should help complete the rest of the tour. Perhaps I could take Kevin with me. Oh, of course. Kevin, uh, I would love for you to take Kevin with you. That would be uh, my personal pleasure for you to take Kevin with you. Um, If anyone wants to roll insight on that, you can. I will happily roll insight on that. Uh, I believe everything that was said. I only got a 12. Anyone else want to roll insight? I'll roll. 16? 16. Okay, with a 16, not with a 12, unfortunately. It's fine. With a 16, you can almost see a wistful look in Guard Nephi's eyes when he says, Kevin. That wouldn't have changed anything for me. I still would have said exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> So Kevin is leaving this place <laughs> with Gar- with uh, Warden Nephi. Yeah, we might have to leave Kevin behind. <laughs> hey, Kevin can Kevin can definitely get himself out. He'll figure it out. He can walk yeah. out the front door if he's not with us. He'll be fine. Yeah. Wait, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So Kevin, you leave with the warden and yeah. head upstairs to continue your tour. Yep. Alright, that's going to be great. Three of you are downstairs still. We're going to cover what you three do first, and then figure out what's happening with Kevin. Okay. So, I think we should start, I'm going to say, Brockor. Yes. Look. Who are you? We, uh, we're here to let you out of here. No. What? No. Why not? 
I can't leave until my daughter forgives me. She imprisoned me. I need her to forgive me first. Your... your daughter imprisoned you? Yes. You are... but you were, uh, the assassin, correct? (sighs) That's all anyone remembers me for, the assassin. Well, sure. I mean, it's a big deal, uh, to be honest. I was his husband first. And only his husband. Hmm. I would have never harmed him. I was framed. That clears things up a little bit. It is your daughter who hired us to come and get you. He, like, you can see these, uh, piercing gold eyes of this dragonborn. You can see, like, the scales on the edge of the, on the other side of this thick slot. And he says, is this true? Yes! We really don't have the time to waste. Then get me out of here. I withdraw the chimes and chime them against the wall. Or against the door. All right. (laughs) Oh, God. And the door just pops open. And you hear Eugene's voice muffled from inside the door say, Hey, dude, like, what's happening? Nothing. Don't worry about it. It's totally normal. Uh, You're doing a great job. Cool, thanks. Good night. Good night, Eugene. And then you hear light soaring from inside the door. And you see Brakor step outside of this room. He's about eight feet tall, dragonborn, with, like, heavy scale plating everywhere. Um, He is a bruiser of a man. He is huge. Um, Even by dragonborn standards. This is a broad barrel chested man. Um, And you can see edges of, like, lightning crackling around his maw as he like steps out do i think he will fit in the dumb waiter <laughs> definitely not okay rochelle is digging through her bag and she says i have just the thing but i have a question for everyone do you think we can get him out of here in 10 minutes we need to collect aunt sorry kevin looking over her shoulders it's fine. You could say Ant here. It's fine. I mean, fair. I guess we're breaking the guy out. Okay, do you think we can collect Ant and get out in ten minutes? If so, I have just the thing. What? What is the thing? And she pulls out a large sheet with a hole in it, and it is a portable hole. Oh, boy. Uh, well, that's imp- uh, that is certainly impressive. Uh, girl, you're doing well. Um, I think we can, at the very least... Find a spot to open it back up and get him more oxygen within the next ten minutes. Sure, that's fair. Okay. So, okay, look. This is... What is happening here? Uh, we're gonna put you in a hole, and, uh... Don't struggle too much. Don't struggle too much. I, you look very strong, and if you if you struggle, you might pop right out, and then we're all gonna get busted, and we're not gonna get out of here, and you're never gonna see your daughter again. So just get in the hole. We're gonna close the hole. You're gonna be calm. Breathe normally or slowly, as slowly as possible, and then uh, we will. Yeah, and then we well, but don't you know? Not big, big, deep breaths. Just do dragonborn have? Yeah, okay. This is all advice you want to hear when you're crawling into a bag. And then, uh, and then we will get you out of here. We're gonna get you out of here. And she's gonna slide it down on the ground, basically just creating this this hole in the ground, leading down downward. Okay, he like looks into it. He looks back at all of you and says, Alright, I'm trusting you for now. 
Okay. I mean, it, it honestly can't be worse than where you just were, so... I mean, Eugene was kind of cool, but that's neither here or there. Eugene was cool. If we could take Eugene with us, I would, but... That's... You know what? It's fine. Just get, jump in the hole. We'll take care of you. And he leaps into your portable hole. Awesome. And... I'm going to scoop it right back up and I'm going to look at my watch and like note the times so that I know when it's like nine minutes and 50 seconds and I can open that back up for him to breathe. I will say that the door to the prison cell is still open. Yeah, we, we can shut that. We can, we can shut that. Yeah, you just close it. All yeah. right. Uh, we're going to cut to Ant and Warden Nephi. Now, Ant is fully convinced that because they got separated, because it's just them, that the warden's into him, and that this is kind of a date. You're not wrong. I don't know if you noticed the whole role that we did earlier, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Warden Nephi looks at you and says, um, "Perhaps you would like to go to the cafeteria. We haven't gotten a chance to stop by there yet." Yeah. Well, checking out the food is a very important part of the tour. Yes, that sounds lovely. Um, and he walks you over to the cafeteria. Uh, it is not a too long of a walk. He just sort of, he doesn't really say anything. He's more or less just seeing to wait, just waiting to see what you say. If I could speak properly, that'd be great. Like, is it nice? Is it a nice cafeteria? Yeah, it's a nice cafeteria. It's like pristine state of the art sort of thing. There's not like a splotch anywhere. Um, and he looks at you and leads you directly into the kitchen. Like, he lifts the countertop and just walks straight in. Wow. He says, I membership has its privileges. All right. Uh, would you like anything to eat, perhaps? Yeah. I mean, yes. Yes. Well, I have to try. I have to try everything. I am the official taster. And I would just get a tray and just start loading it up with every single item. So you, he just opens up this, like metal container and you can feel some cold air coming out of it and you just start grabbing a tray and just grabbing one of each thing that you can see and just tossing it it just goes into a whole montage like like there's just this like cascade of like you know frost that kind of covers my eyes and then it's just you know dancing and taking pears and bananas and lasagna and macaroni just happy as could be um as you've taken all your entire tray which is now loaded up above your head yeah. and placed it on the table you now see that there is a single candle on a candlestick that has been lit he says wow. so kevin how did you get into this job well let me tell you i i belong to a uh brood of 58 brothers and sisters and after most of them were taken uh, I had to come down here because uh, oh, we were God, all just scattered to with, the wind. A human with 58 brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we were Catholic. And, uh, you know. <laughs> I guess I have to roll for that, don't I? Yes, please roll for all that. Right. Um, you're right. gonna have right. a disadvantage. I assure everyone that is listening to this that as a DM, I'm slightly smarter. <laughs> I'm rolling deception, which is gonna be five plus three, so a total of eight. Did you roll a natural one? You rolled a two. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, 
It's got blinders. You know, love makes people blind. <laughs> sure does. When you look through rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. Oh. <laughs> Man's got a lot of bumps. <laughs> and he's just, like, staring at you with wide eyes, not really listening yeah. to you clearly. So I would say that Kevin... Not, wait, Ant. Ant is feeling a little bit as well, but... Ant can't live with this deception. So Ant leans down and is like, okay, listen, I see where this is going. You and I, two people looking for love. Big hearts. I'm right there with you. But you got to know something about me. And it's the last trick we pulled in our test of your facilities. And I would just throw off the coat and pop down as a goblin. And... Start to eat. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, that's. <clears throat> These are good muffins. <laughs> I feel like this is a good analogy for catfishing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. We all know that's not going in. <laughs> <clears throat> and he just looks at you and says, This was never a part of any other inspection. I know. That's why we're the professionals. Gotta keep you on your toes. Anyways, how about that first date? He, like, leans over and blows out the candle and says, We should get going. Oh, that's devastating and final. All right, I'll take a few more handfuls of food. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll go back down. Wow. Always a bridesmaid. <laughs> um, and he heads back towards the trap door. And that's when he catches you all coming out of the trap door. And he says, oh, you're all out. Quick, I thought you said that you had some very difficult, very powerful magic to do. Uh, it, it, it triggered real fast. Uh, you know, it was a surprise to all of Dancer's us. Dancer's good. Yeah, Dancer's the best. That's why. Uh, that's why we're, we're. You know. That's why we're part of this team. Uh, we're the very best, and they send us for these kind of things. You all. You all do see that Kevin is no longer a human. I will uh, mention. Oh. That. So you Hi did guys. it. You, yeah, it was the last stage of our testing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. pulled the surprise without us. I guess we can get out of here then. Everything looks pretty good. We'll send your scores yeah, in the that mail. That was the only surprise. There were no other. But you haven't explored half the facility yet. That's the other year. That's next time. Next time they'll explore half yeah. the facility. Yeah, yeah. That's this. We did everything we needed to do. Laundry, solitary, uh, uh, viewing crystals, uh, and the library. That was it. That was our thing. Wait. Where did that candle come from? Oh, it was just a little dark climbing up the ladder. So I just set it down as I was, uh, uh, you know, as I was climbing out of the hole. Roll me I'm deception. kind of a little girl. Deception? Yep. Uh, math. Math. 23. 23. He just sort of nods his head, says, uh, all right, I, I, I guess I'll lead you out of the facility now. Oh, that would be great. We've, you've really done great work. Okay. And he just (laughs) turns around and begins walking away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to scoop up the candle and blow it out. Okay. And put it back in my bag. 
Ant's shoulders drop a little bit, and he kind of just kind of walks behind. Mm. Come on, kiddo. We got this. There's always next inspection. I know. Just, <laughs> I, uh, one of these, one of these, one of these times I'll find love. There's plenty of wardens in the jails. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, it's all right, uh, Kevin. One of these times it'll work out. I, I promise. Why am I always attracted to wardens? It's like I'm setting myself up for heartbreak. I don't know. You seem to like authority. Mm, yeah, I do. <laughs> it, you know, I think it's probably be better off if you stopped uh, you know, if you stop misrepresenting yourself from the get-go, I feel like it'd be a lot better for you. It's kind of a shock to people. Well, I understand, but I always get judged so harshly coming in that, you know, sometimes. And besides, this is how I'm comfortable. And um, also, like, we are doing a job here. <laughs> Listen, Kevin, if they can't handle you at your disguised as a human on stilts, then they don't deserve you at your vent crawling. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is why we're such a good team. <laughs> I agree. You'll find a warden that's right for you. Yeah, I will. <laughs> We're establishing the lore of you all just being prison breakers. That's all you do. <laughs> prison breakers. I think that's our team name. Prison breakers. There you go. So, as you begin to leave and you were heading out, you hear a voice. I told you I was keeping an eye on you. And you see from behind you, guard Zibzab with his quarterstaff out. And he's looking at you all. He says, return the guest to us. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, it's come to this at last. One final battle between you and I. Get ready for a poke. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just need to process this. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to roll initiative or what? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone can roll initiative for this, and we'll see what happens. Rochelle? Five. Tienta? Nineteen. Eladar? Eighteen. And then Kevin slash Ant? Twenty. Who would like to roll me a d12? I'll do so. I will roll the 12. Such a rare die to get rolled. Oops, I dropped it on the floor, so super helpful. <laughs> this was, I was the best. Uh, five. Okay, with a five, you are actually right in front of the laundry room, passing by that, like, corridor that leads into it. So you're in this long hallway, and to your right is the laundry room. And um, okay. He is between you and the door. Like, the exit of the building. And the library is on the way towards the exit? Yeah, library is on the way out. Uh, how high is the ceiling? Ceiling is about, I'll say, 10 feet tall or so. Because he's a half-orc, so it has to be pretty big anyways. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so first up is Zubzab. Um, and he is going to hold his action. Um, and as his bonus action, he taps his heels together, and you can see that his very nice shoes begin to glow slightly. Mm -hmm. Up now is going to be Ant. Okay. So, I'm pointing as I'm walking towards, and then right before I actually go to point, I close my fist, ring of the ram, all three charges. All right. Uh, how far away are you when you do this? 
Uh, I guess I would get kind of, I think it's got the range on this thing is uh, 60 feet. So as long as, I'm, as, long as, as long as I'm within 60 feet. All right. So you can go ahead and use the ring of the ram. What does he have to do? I just have to hit. Okay. Roll me to hit. 16 plus 7 is 23. Okay. 23 hits. Roll me damage. <laughs> Can't imagine if I said 23 didn't hit. Yeah, right? I would be like, oh, that's it. All right. I got to roll 6 die 10. 30, 39 points of damage. Wow. And uh, must make a strength check. DC 15 or be knocked back 15 feet. Okay. That's a 19 without modifiers. Stands there and takes it. You fire it and it strikes into his chest. And he just looks at you and just this smile crosses his face. Whoops. Um, And then he's going to take a legendary action um, and sprint forward towards you. Oh, and he dear. is now standing right in front of you. Oh. Um, up now is going to be Tienta. All right. So I smile in return, uh, strap my bells to my wrists and my ankles, uh, put on my castanets, uh, and begin to stomp. And the bells are going to start ringing. Uh, and the castanets are going to start clicking, and I'm done. Are you casting something, or...? Uh, no, but this is going to take a minute to get started. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I don't know if this fight's going to last a minute, because he did a good chunk of his health. Um, legendary action. He's going to try and attack Ant. Uh, and he has a plus that to hit... So that'll be, that is a 13 plus 3, so 16. Does that hit? It's going to hit me? Yeah. Sorry, yes, I apologize. Yep. So that is going to be 18 damage. Oh, wow. As he takes his quarterstaff, (laughs) smacks you in the head as hard as he can. Um, and you think that maybe he has some sort of training that he's trained to take down people. Because that hit definitely did more than it should have. This seems unwarranted. <laughs> Alright, up now is going to be Eladar. What does it look like Warden Nephi is doing during this? Uh, Warden Nephi looks panicked and is standing in the corner. Okay, great. Wonderful. That's fine for me. Um... So Eladar is going to say, dust, 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 dust. And he's going to reach into his, uh, uh, pull out the crossbow, the hand crossbow. Um, and he's going to fire off the hand crossbow at, uh, zub, 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 Okay. Uh, that is not going to hit. So, I have uh, the crossbow expertise uh, feat, which uh, says that I ignore reloads, and if I make an attack with a one-hand weapon, I can make another attack with the crossbow. 
I don't know if the crossbow counts as the one-hand weapon that I can then make an attack. If it's a light crossbow, then it's one-handed, so you'd be able to do it again. Then I will. You basically fire once and then quickly just slam the next bolt in and fire again. Nice. Uh, so that one is a 24. 24 is going to hit. Roll me damage. Uh, that's six damage. Okay. So I'm not even going to do the thing I was going to do. Because you fire the bolt at him. And without even like looking at you, his focus is on Ant. His hand goes up and he snatches the bolt out of the air. And he is now holding it in his hand. Okay, cool. And he drops it to the ground. Dust. Uh, And so I'm going to double click my heels as well. And my shoes begin to glow as well. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Up now is Rochelle. Wow, y'all, I have no idea. Um, (laughs) I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to try and run past him. And I'm going to use disengage as an action I can take in combat. Where'd that go? All right. So as a bonus action, you disengage and run straight past him. Yeah, like between his legs. You notice that when you run between his legs, he catches the bolt and misses you going. And he looks very surprised by that. Don't forget about sneak attack. I forgot about sneak attack. Oh, yes. Thank you for the reminder. We'll remember that for next time. Um, you also have action and movement. So if you want to da- dash in addition to that, you can do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep running. I'm going to haul off towards the library. All right, so you start running towards the library. That is going to be your turn. And then his final legendary action for the round. He, once again, looking at Ant, is going to make another strike. That is going to be an 18 to hit. Yes, that is definitely going to hit. Sorry. I keep I keep losing my armor class for some reason. That is it's going to hit. All right, that is going to be another 18 damage. Ah, uh, I didn't even do anything in the middle of that. Are you okay, Ant? No, I'm looking bad. It's his turn because it's the top of the round. Um, He sees you running away. What's your movement speed? Um, 20, 25. 25 feet? Okay, so you would have only gone about 50 feet past him. He looks at Ant, gives you like a snarl, and begins sprinting after Rochelle. Actually, not even sprinting. He's just like normal running. But the way that he moves, he's moving so quick that despite how slow he's moving, he's like, he's just going. He's moved without even hesitating 50 feet in a moment. And he's going to take a full attack action against you. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Okay. First is going to be a 21 to hit. Yep. (laughs) Second is going to be a 25 to hit. Um, Also, as a reminder, because I forgot about this, and you technically get an attack of opportunity. I was about to ask. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Uh, it's going to be 12 plus 8 is 20. 20 hits. Yeah, so they take another 8 points of damage. It's a cracker in the ribs. Okay, takes 8 points of damage as he runs away. So, he runs up to you and he hits twice. Uh, you notice that his shots aren't as directed this time, 
They just were supposed to seem more to be like wild attack. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna use a reaction on Canny Dodge to have this damage. So I don't. Uh, well, the attacks both rolled the same damage, Good so point. you're technically gonna take 15 damage total. Cool. As he smacks you with his staff twice, he's going to use his bonus action to attack you again. Never mind. That was a 14 to hit. Does that hit? Awesome. Um. Yeah, it hits the target. Armor class is 14. Oh, no! Dang, I'm so sorry. That is going to be... That's actually only going to be 9 damage. Alright, so that's his go. Up now is Ant. He has run 50 feet away from you. Then I can catch him. How how bad is he looking? He's looking to be about... He's got, like, some bruises on him already. You can see, like, some things are forming. Uh, For terms of in-game stuff, he is bloodied. Okay, time to wrap him up. We're going grappling. Oh, not to finish the fight. Just literally wrap him up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just turn him into a nice burrito. Just get him right into a nice big blanket. He'll be cuddled up. It'll be fine. Just just stop struggling. Stop struggling. All right. So uh, grapple, if I'm correct, starts out with being a strength versus your strength, correct? Strength versus dexterity or strength of a defender. Ah, uh, 17 plus 5 is 22. 15 plus 8 is 23. Wow. <laughs> it's so frustrating. He is a monk, in case that wasn't clear. Yeah. Um, so your grapple fails, unfortunately. <sighs> anything you'd like to do with bonus action or anything? Oh, dear. Um, no, I moved all the way over here. Oh, I do have, I do have rogue. Do I have those bonus? Oh, I can, like, but I've used all my movement. So uh, I'm just going to face him down. Okay, you face him down. I'll take the hit, yeah. He's not going to use his legendary action yet. Up now is Tienta. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, so at this, so my dance is finished, and I and this has been an enthralling performance. Uh, so uh, I'm going to ask uh, uh, Nephi and Zibzub to make a saving throw of wisdom against my spell save. So I'm going to roll for Zibzub first. Okay. He rolled a 13 plus 3, so 16. And then... <laughs> really wish I'd rolled it the other way around. Nephi rolled a 3. Oh. Alright, so... Plus 2, so 5. Uh, I'm gonna say, you've been a wonderful audience. Um, uh, my crest is gonna flare out bright red. Um, and I guess, uh, I guess Nephi must have liked it. Nephi's like clapping in the corner where he's hiding. <laughs> Alright, so he is charmed by me. Uh, so he completely... He he idolizes me. Uh, he speaks glowingly of me to anyone who ta- who talks to him and hinders all who opposes me. Although he avoids violence un- unless he already wanted, he was already ready to fight. Anything else? Bonus action or anything? Or is that it? Uh, I'm going to just. I'm going to use a mantle of inspiration. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to burn one of my inspiration dice and. Uh, ev- and all my friends, that's, uh, that's Rochelle, Ant, and Eladar, 
uh, get five temporary temporary hit points Ooh. and can immediately move up to their speed without provoking opportunity attacks. Fantastic. So we move. We make that move now. Yeah, you can make that move now. Okay. My yeah, my speed seventy feet. So uh, I move back into range of uh, shooting my crossbow at uh, <laughs> Zebzub. You can run past him and just turn around and shoot him if you want. Yeah. So that way everyone's past him right now. Especially if Rochelle is going to keep going, I'm going to try to catch up to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to say just for the sake of brevity that Tienta can also do that and just run past and you're all now in front of, uh, Zibzab. Zubzab. Zubzab. Okay. Okay. Up now is Eladar. All right. So, uh, I am going to, uh, so is there anyone within five feet of him now? Uh, no, you've all ran past him unless someone would like to say next to him. No. So, um, I want to use my move action. We're moving toward the library, right? That's our intent. Are we close? Are we within 70 feet of the library? 70 feet. Yes, you can get to the library. You can just get to the door. So I want to get to the door of the library, tuck Mm -hmm. myself around the corner, use my bonus action to hide. And then once I'm hidden, pop out and shoot him. (laughs) Okay. Uh, roll me a stealth check. 27. Okay. He rolled a 23, so you beat him. All right. Go ahead and make your shots with advantage. Uh, The first shot is a 25. 25. Okay. That's going to hit. 16 damage with the first shot. Okay. And because he doesn't see you, he can't neglect, uh, turn it down or anything. He can't use his reaction. Okay. Uh, is the second shot hidden also? Is it that quick or is it? No, it's just the first one that's I hidden. I suspected so. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's just what the, uh, the rules is written. Says. Yeah, that's fine. So my second shot is only a 16. Uh, 16 does not hit. He definitely dodges out of the way. Cool. Well, I feel good about getting the one sneak attack off. Okay, up now would technically be Rochelle, but he's going to take a legendary action, and he's going to move uh, 70, no, 55 feet up to whoever's closest. So who has the least movement out of the three of you? Don't think it's me. I have 25. I'm at 40. I'm at... Okay, yeah, it's definitely Rochelle. Rochelle only has 25. (laughs) Yeah. All right, he's going to... Actually, no, that was his legendary action was running up to you. Uh, so up now is Rochelle. It's your turn. I will take an attack of opportunity if I run away. Mm-hmm. Yes, unless you want to disengage as a bonus action. Because you're a rogue. Can I take... Okay, so I have this cunning action. You can take a bonus action on each of your turns to take dash, disengage, or hide. Can I disengage as my main action and then dash as my bonus action? Is that possible? Yeah, you can do that. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to do that so I don't <laughs> get hit by a pole three times. Um, so I'm just running for the door of the library, and I think that's all I can do. So you start sprinting towards the library, and as you all get there, the doors are thrown open as Professor Moore is now standing in front of you, and she says, Come on, come on, come on, we have to get going now! And that's her action. You all run into the library. 
full speed as quick as possible. And while while guard Zubzab tries to chase you, you do notice as Nephi like grabs onto one of his legs and just starts punching his leg over and over again, screaming about how great uh <laughs> how great dancer is and just being like, I love him, he's amazing. Have you seen how he performs? <laughs> uh and he gets distracted with having to deal with Nephi. And Professor Moore pulls a book off a bookshelf, the one that you specifically were looking at, and you can see that the title of this book, which I'm just sort of mentioning as an offhand thing, because why the heck not? The book is called The Rise of Novaloxor. Uh, she pulls it right off the shelf, and you hear as the wall pops out, and she pulls the wall open. Uh. And you can now see that there's a secret passage here. And she starts sprinting down this passage and waving for you all to follow. Yeah. Yep. Definitely follow. Doing my best. You all follow as quickly as possible and eventually are led through a dark, narrow alleyway that goes outside. And you were all outside of Rehabilitation Facility 1. You let Brakor out, who is not suffocating, thankfully. Yay! And you begin to make your way back to the capital of Vosum. Along with Professor Moore, who reveals herself to be a double inside agent on the behalf of Rani Sina, the young. You are all led back to the palace, where you meet with the queen, Rani Sina. And Brakor is hidden by a cloak, this heavy cloak in order to keep his features hidden from the people who would notice him. And there is a tearful reunion between the young queen and her father. And the queen gives you all an offer. She wishes for you all to stay on as her personal guard for herself and Brakor. You can accept this in which case you will have a permanent position with them, or you can refuse the position, go back to your hero guild days, and take the payment of 500 gold each. Is it all or nothing? Do you need all of us? Yeah, she was... No, no, she was saying that anyone can choose to stay and anyone can choose to leave. It's right. a case-by-case -case basis. All right, good. Ah. Um. Uh, okay, uh... Speaking for my speaking for myself, uh, I'd like to stay. Uh, I really, I've really appreciated all the opportunities, but um, being part of this, I think, is a big honor and uh, and a chance to p perform in a court would be amazing. So I'm gonna stay. All right. She nods her head. Your Majesty, I. Uh, the offer you make is very kind. Uh, I've been down this road before, and uh, I'm, uh, frankly, I'm just too old for this kind of thing now. This uh, adventuring thing is much more my speed. You don't want me, you don't have to rely on me and all my baggage and ailments that come with me. So, I will respectfully decline. She gives you a kind nod and hands you five hundred gold pieces in a pouch. What about Rochelle and Ant? I would say. I can't be tied down. I got too much of this 
beautiful country to explore. Too many people to meet and too many people to say. You can really reconsider that if you want and just stick around here. I think, you know, you'd... Uh... You do great things here, and uh, you know it's it's fine. I'll be I'll be fine. Uh, you know what? That's so generous, but I can't leave you, man. You've always been there for me, and nothing but this guild. Nothing would ever mean more to me than to stay in this guild with you forever yeah. and ever. <sighs> great. Sounds good to me. Cool. Put it here, cool. buddy. Big huge hug. Take that gold now, please. <laughs> she hands you five hundred gold. All right. Let's go to the casino. <laughs> Rochelle. I think that Rochelle says, you know what? As much as I'm going to miss these boys, I'm in. Me and the professor can have some <laughs> awesome adventures together. Girl power. So you two leave and are escorted out of the kingdom, uh, out of the palace at least. The other two, you are brought into a separate room within the palace and you see laying in a bed Raja Aditya the compassionate still alive but unconscious this episode was a special one shot for international podcast month you can find more episodes from a variety of podcasts blog posts and more at internationalpodcastmonth.com Please use the hashtag IPM2019 to comment on this and any other special IPM features this September. If you liked this episode and enjoyed the players of this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and check out the other players' work. And with that, farewell! The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is Morning Dew by Liquid and used under a Creative Commons license. The link is in the show notes. You can support International Podcast Month via coffee or PayPal and by retweeting, sharing, and talking about the event using the IPM 2019 hashtag. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and information on the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.